Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Henson. Hope you guys are having a great day. I am. I am joined today by Communications Director Kelly Zook. Hey, everybody. Family Ministries Pastor Jason Callahan. Hello. And Executive Pastor Brian Cox. Hello, everyone. Everybody doing good today? Yeah, awesome. doing great. Yeah, feeling great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> feeling great. Everybody's doing great. great. We are. Right, there we oh, go. I'm sorry. There you go, Brian. <laughs> okay. We're, Brian. <laughs> we're a little bit giddy because we just had a big staff birthday lunch. That's right. And, uh, That's right. We had a great time. So it was good. It was. We had Mexican food. Mexican. Which Always we do good. a lot. Yep. Chips and Cheese salsa. Dip. Hey, just for the record, anytime you go to a Mexican restaurant and you order queso or cheese dip, make sure you say small because they, Specify I just the said, size. I just would like some cheese dip and they brought out a five gallon bucket and <laughs> it was, it was priced sh- accordingly. I'm it was sure. priced <laughs> way up there. What was that actually? How much? Uh, it was like over five? $8. Really? No way. Yeah. It was a it lot. Is the, it was the biggest thing of cheese dip I think I've it ever was. seen. It was. I was, I thought it, was it was like a soup bowl. Yeah, like a big, big cereal bowl. Did you eat it you all? <laughs> he shared yeah, with his neighbor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now we we shared with the half the table. Huh? Yeah. Mm, I think it was just Cassidy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just one person. But anyway, it was a great birthday. Yeah, yeah. it was. We had a great time, party. as we always do. Birthday party. Yeah. And uh, what we're doing in our podcast right now is we're discussing Sunday's message. And Chase, on Sunday, you finished up our series, Ghost Town. Ooh. Okay. okay. <laughs> that scared me. Sorry. And, yes, uh, I did. You talked about success. Yeah, I did. And how we try <laughs> we try to find fulfillment yes. in our success. That's a heavy topic. It is. Um, yes, there is. Because, like we talked about even in other conversations, success looks different for every single person. And um, one is, like I just had a conversation today with someone who said, I look at my success based off of my friends. And so if I'm not friends with someone, Wow, I'm in trouble. I look at I look at that as a failure almost, you know, kind of. Um, and that was that's my paraphrase of it. But yeah, I mean success there's I talk specifically about two different types of um, pride and identity that normally lead us to life what I would call lifeless living, so to speak and makes your life end up in a ghost town if you let those two determine the outcome of your success. Yeah, I think I think that's great. And one of the things that in your message made me think about is if I was pressed, and I actually put this in like the life group discussion and stuff, if mm-hmm. I was pressed, yep. you know, what would I consider my greatest success in life? And I think for those of us that are in ministry, sometimes mm-hmm. it's really hard to qualify that. And I, I found myself going back to life before mm-hmm. ministry, like even when I was young, a teenager and stuff, mm-hmm. like I feel like there was more success there in some ways. And I think part of that is because we have an unhealthy view of what success is in ministry. Mm. No, you're right. You're right. And, and it's hard to, especially in ministry, everything like numbers is a physical way of looking at success. So if you have a lot of people to the outside, oh, you must be successful. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing anything with those numbers, then the numbers really doesn't count. You know, So like the in ministry, it's very hard to 
say we are a successful church when we blank. You know what I mean? Because there is you you, you can't always physically see discipleship always. I think you can you know right. obviously know hey we're going to disciple this person and this person and this but like when it comes to did I do anything? Did I you know did I grow these people? Did I put anything in their garden, so to speak, that was that will someday be something? Mm-hmm. You can't always see that. And uh, I had a lady message me and say, "Hey, you don't know who I am, but I still listen to your music." And I, um, how did she put it? I still listen to your music, and your church um, inspires me every single week. That's awesome. Wow. And I have no idea who that person is, but I and I never saw. This even the seed that was planted there, right? But success, um, to me, like that, that's successful. But would the world see that as a success? You know, I don't know. I mean, for me, that Lacey's baptism video was huge. Yeah. Was a huge part of the service because for me, that is that's success. Mm-hmm. When a teenager gives you know their life to Jesus and then says, "Hey, my next step is baptism," and then does that. Mm. We, we really need to mark those times and say that's success right, right there for us. That's a win for us. Mm. Yeah, she and she didn't. We didn't tell her about baptism. Like we didn't even get the chance to tell her about baptism. She, we gave her this Bible that we give our students by Greg Laurie. It's like a New Beginners Bible, and apparently in there, like it's very clear that that's your next step. And she was calling us and texting. So Our good. small group leader going, this is my next step. When can I do it? Yeah. You know, It's fantastic. We we talked about this as a staff, but, and I know you're not super comfortable with it, but you were the perfect <laughs> one to deliver this message because the truth is you had some serious success in the Christian mu- music industry, hmm. and then God moved you into a different season of life, but you were, you were really the perfect person to talk about this. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Brian... Um, yeah, he keeps saying that all the time. Like he said that, or no, your brother said no one else could do this message but you, and you're like, yeah, I knew that from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was no doubt to me. Why? I think you bring a perspective that everybody is trying to live up to. Well, that's a big statement. You know, in all their in all our lives, we're trying to be something. Sure. You know, and we, like you said, the numbers kind of, Yeah. if you have a number one, then you made it, mm-hmm. right? You had a couple of those. Yeah. So people would say you made it. Right. But you, so I think you can speak from that side, which most people cannot, I would say, understand what that's like. Mm-hmm. And you bring the actual perspective of what it really was. Sure. You know, that success is really not what you think it is. You know, mm-hmm. and you had to learn that. Right. I think we talked about Sunday. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the 99. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, that was a great takeaway. Where Jesus said, you know, I left the 99 to find the one. Mm-hmm. You left the thousands, mm-hmm. and Lacey was the one. Mm-hmm. And we talk about success. I, I, was, I think about this for me, that question you had, what is my greatest success? You know, at first I say marathon, church. Then I'm like, well, yeah, that's really what God did. But I think looking back at it and look, and thinking about it now, I look at other people like you mm-hmm. and Kelly and Spencer and those that have come along through the years that God has changed their heart, changed their life, and I see them in ministry. 
To me, I feel like that's my greatest success. Mm -hmm. It's not building a big church, which is great. I'm not saying those things. That's God did that, and but to seeing other people find Christ and find their purpose. That's it. Mm -hmm. For me, to play a part in that, that's Mm -hmm. that's what gets me Mm -hmm. excited. You know, it's not about how good I did. It's about how good Chase did. (laughs) You know, does that make sense? Yeah, I know. You know, so. Well, I think one of the things that I thought of, and it's hard for me to think in these terms because I don't want it to be about me because really Mm -hmm. it's just God's grace, but I feel like Amy and I were somewhat successful raising our kids. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think what you're saying, Brian, is like you have kids at Marathon as well. Yeah. Not just your physical (laughs) kids, but you have kids that you've – You've raised up here, and, and now they're doing my, God's work. Yeah, my children that God has allowed me to be a part. I treat them like kids sometimes. No, I mean that's <laughs> that's very true. I mean you you did play a huge role in my career, and even from an opportunity. I remember one time where there was a. Um, I want to say it was. I don't remember what label it was, but it was some organization like a label or something out of Nashville. That was doing. This is back when, like American Idol was just getting started, and they came to Marathon, and they had people from all over, like come and, you know, mm-hmm. not audition, but what's it called? Um, like try out, yeah, or whatever. Audition, yeah. And and then they had these judges, these producers that came in, and they would judge you just like American Idol or The Voice. This is way back before all this. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this at all? I do. I, I had forgotten. And so what I was asked to run sound <laughs> for this thing. Okay? Was Fox 21 involved? In I it? have no I, idea. I'm not sure, but, but I was asked to run yeah. sound. And so I ran sound and somebody on staff put my name in the, hey, he's trying out for this or whatever. Had no idea. Uh, they called my name and I raised my hand and I was like, I'm running sound, you know. <laughs> They're like, "What well, do you play?" Oh yeah, he's got it. And like they were saying, "Yeah, he's got an album." Whatever. And so I just get up there and I play one of my songs. I ended up winning the thing. I remember crazy. Going to Nashville. Um, th- this is for any like career thing happened. Um, went all the way and was like second or whatever because I was a band and they wanted it to be a solo artist. Well, that solo artist is L.A. Holcomb now. Wow. And um, it, which I was just like, wow, you know, that's that's crazy to know who she mm-hmm. was and all this stuff. But um, but yeah, I, I say all that yeah. to say like Marathon, I've been a part of Marathon for about 20 years, uh, you know, um, and took a small break to go learn some yeah. stuff in Florida and other places. But been a part of Marathon for 20 years and it had a huge part in my career and I've always looked up to you Brian for you have such a unique way of pointing things out teaching giving your job away like no other and so yeah I mean I think that's true you, you are remember the, you remember that day that you and Jamie wanted to talk to me outside oh yeah <laughs> Brian by the way yeah we think we're going on the road <laughs> That's true. I though. That. You were like, I don't know how old you were, but as at least that was three. the be- beginning of that. <laughs> no. yeah, he was, he was. It's been, no, I don't know. I was out of high school, yeah. so no. I mean, it, it it definitely was a journey, and and we had a lot of ups and a lot of downs, and we had um, 
success definitely it wasn't like a vh1 like i talked about sunday where we just all went ballistic and was addicted to drugs and (laughs) it wasn't that story at all but it was just a story that um yeah i mean god blessed me with two number ones that one or i see both number ones were six six months i believe is what it was each wow so i was number one in a certain you know one of the big whatever they call them rosters of song christian radio or whatever for six months on a song called on and on and then another six months which is our next single was castaway it was six months and i was like holy cow that's awesome number one for a year in this one category and then like the other day i'm looking through different articles and things like that and um what's her name lauren daigle Uh, yeah her song i don't remember what it's called but it's been number one on Billboard for two years. Yeah. Wow. You say maybe. You say, yeah. yeah, that's it. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, there goes that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what was once a huge accomplishment, and it still is a huge accomplishment. Don't get me for wrong. Sure. But what I was talking about with voices in my head and you know a identity crisis kind of thing, it was like, see, your little number ones were nothing. She's on Billboard for two years with you know different year different kind of thing but success you got to be careful because pride will say that you deserved it to be two years it pride it deserved for you know you deserve this and it's like no success is for the benefit of others not for yourself at least that's what i, I believe you know well and the comparison will kill you yeah when yeah. you try to compare because there's always going to be somebody yeah, with a bigger song. Yeah, yeah. You know, a bigger church, or you know, we we suffer through that too. Is in ministry, we we got to be careful. We don't compare ourselves all the time, and we base our identity off of how big our church is, right? Or mm-hmm. how big our song is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we we got to really understand who we really are. I think you talked about that mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, I mean, just that's what uh nebuchadnezzar i talked about nebuchadnezzar king nebi you know he um he was i mean he was very successful in his own kingdom and i mean thousands millions of people were um all about him and he because he made himself out to be that but he also witnessed god too and um do different miracles and things like that and then god gave him some warning signs and i think that's what i'm talking about right now is when you start getting confused on who you are i think god will give you some warning signs and you start but a lot mm-hmm. of us miss that because we think we are we know who we are and yeah. like I, I don't know i'm starting to confuse myself but you know what i mean by that like just trying to figure out well you kind of think you've arrived yeah, kinda, in some ways. In some ways, you kind of. Yeah. I know who I am. I know how to do this now. Yeah, who are you to tell me that? Yeah, man. I think that um, th- this series was really about idols, and yeah. success may be success and money easily the top two idols in America. Mm-hmm. I think, and I and I think for us, it really comes. <laughs> it really comes down. Sorry, that's right. I was getting a drink. It was just a little ice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's. Uh, I I think for us defining success is is just huge for us and um i mean kelly you're your communications director here you're basically in charge of everything people see marathon yeah. um you're a wife and a fairly new mom 
-hmm. Like, what do you think when you think about defining success and what that means for you? I mean, I uh, I feel like I relate more to to what you shared earlier. Of, you know, I, I don't think of success in monetary terms or anything like that. Like, I think of how am I doing as a wife? How am I doing as a mother? How am I doing as a friend? And I think those are my successes. And and yeah, like with communications, you know, I've had I would call them little successes in different different categories and different things that that we've done or that I've done in my job, you know, I would call relaunching the app. That would be a success. Yes, it was. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's really true that success does look different for every single person. And, you know, we had um, our, mine and Spencer's life group last night, and we talked about this. We talked about this discussion, and um, one, of them, one of our life group members said, you know, if you're constantly comparing your success to someone else's, you're always going to look like a failure. And that's just not, mm -hmm. it's not what God wants us to do. Right. I mean, I think the same way that he designed us, I think you said this last, last week, Craig, or maybe, maybe you said it yesterday. I don't know. Um, but that we're not just one in a million, we're one in like 7 billion. Right. And there is only one us. Mm -hmm. And if my success looked the same as yours, Craig, it, I mean... That would be really complicated. For sure. And so I think that God has uniquely designed us to have this specific thing in our lives, this mm -hmm. success, this whatever, and we're the only ones that can do it. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I think the comparison, the comparison trap, mm -hmm. I mean, and, and it's easy for me to do, you know, we talk about comparison in ministry and success in ministry, and it's super easy for me to look at you know, social media platforms of other churches and be like, man, they are so successful. And it was kind of cool. I shared a little bit about that in our group last night, and um, that was in my throat. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> that was all the Smarties I just ate. Oh, my gosh. The all things right. that come out of this. <laughs> I know. It's, awesome. <laughs> it's like little Demogorgons. Sorry, that was my throat. Um, no, but last night we talked about I shared that with our group last night, and um, somebody said, you know, yeah, one church may have X amount of likes or views or, or engagements or whatever, but um, the ones that we have, we're pouring into those people. I mean, those are our seeds that we're sowing, and so I think that's how we have to look at it is yeah. he's put this in front of us, and like what you just said, we have to remember who we are what we are designed to do and you know if we're so focused on this grand success that isn't really made for us then are we missing the seeds that are in front of us that we're supposed mm -hmm. to be sowing yeah that's like that Stephen Furtick quote that I said on mm -hmm. Wednesday or Sunday that he's the master of the harvest we're the master of our seeds you mm -hmm. know it keeps sowing no matter what it looks like right and I thought that was a, a great quote by Stephen just because there's so many times where I want to determine what it looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll determine if it's successful. And right. God's like, that's not the deal. <laughs> yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? I mean, I think we have to remember, like, we talk about it, especially like especially what, what we're facing in our country with with politics, with the virus. You know, we only see this like the smallest part of God's grand plan. 
And a lot of times I think, you know, I mean, even what you just said about the woman that reached out to you, mm-hmm. you didn't even know that, that seed was planted. Mm-hmm. And so we, I feel like so often just as, as humans, as believers, we don't get to see, we don't always get to see the seeds that have been planted. And a lot of times we don't get to see the harvest. Right. And and maybe that's God protecting us at times, protecting us from pride or, you 100%. know, yeah. making us think that like, hey, look at, look at this, you did this. And right. in reality, it's. No. Right. I was used as a vessel, mm-hmm. but God did this. You know, Jesus' story about sowing the seed, he talks about the different ground. That It's one of the things I had to get my head around early in ministry is that I don't get to decide what the soil is like. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. My, my job is to sow the seed. If it falls on hard ground, if it gets trampled underfoot, mm-hmm. that's, that's not my deal. And, right. But I still struggle with that sometimes, like, well, who's going to receive this? Are they ready to receive it? The, again, that's right. not my deal. I, my, mm-hmm. I've been called to sow seed, and, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard because we're, it's so ingrained in us to look at results, right? to look at mm-hmm. success in a certain way, even in ministry, even in the church, and it's hard sometimes to get past that. One of the things you said on Sunday, and I forget, oh, I, it might have been Rick Warren's quote. He said, more people are ruined by success than suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... I think that's America in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. 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 More people are ruining, ruined by success than they are suffering because suffering, you ultimately are going, God, where are you? You're in contact with God saying, I need help. Mm-hmm. Where success says, I am God, I don't need God's help. And so, yeah, I mean, when you, and it's true, I mean, like, if you are comfortably financially, a lot of times, like, why would you need you know what I'm obviously you do but it's like easy it, it's, to think that it's easy to think because you're it's comfortable like sure. you don't you don't have worry like it's just it's comfortable but when you are paycheck to paycheck and your bill and then all of a sudden your car breaks down and you don't have finances you know then ultimately your mind shifts and you start figuring out you know god <laughs> let's have a conversation mm-hmm. I, yeah i mean that that quote hit me hard when I was doing research and study because that that is an everyday I can see that in people all the time. Mm-hmm. The, this quote hit home with me, and and Brian, I'm going to kind of throw this over to you because I know you've been thinking a, a lot about this and reading and and listening a lot about this. Is that when COVID hit in the church, we thought it was going to drive people to the church. <laughs> <laughs> and it has not done that at all. Nope. And not not just here. Right. I mean, that's nationwide. Globally even. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that kind of shocked us a little bit. I know that we thought that initially, but I think churches all across America thought, hey, we, we're going to have a little suffering here, and it's going to drive people to God, but it's, it's not happening that way. Yeah, in history, if you look at 9-11, I remember, I mean, people just flocked to the church. Right. Because they needed God. Uh, this has been a little different um, in that we were refused or not allowed to have church. Yeah. So it kind of changed people a little bit. Um, yeah, it is a little confusing. I think we're seeing about 30% come back, 40%. Maybe. If that. <laughs> um, so I think I said, you might be alluding to what I said the week before, that we've kind of become numb to the... Mm-hmm. To God, yeah, and the, and the the presence of God in in our communities and our lives that we 
we're more focused on other things now. We're we're actually trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. It almost feels like that we're leaving God out a little bit. Um, I think that will change. I think we ultimately need God. We can't live without Him. I think, you know, that's we're going to see that happen. It's going to be different. Um, we're trying to figure that out every day here at Marathon. How do we, how do we get people to to see God again? Right. I don't know what you think about that. I mean, and I think we definitely have to redefine how we define success for sure yeah well i've been there when we come to the church i've been there mm-hmm. when we've seen five thousand people in this mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. yeah you know so i've seen and i've been to that place you know where we think we've arrived and god has a way of humbling you and he, i think he's done that to the church a little bit you know mm-hmm. we're kind of like what are, what are you really doing here is it about you or is it about me is it about god is it about what I'm doing in people's lives, not about what you're doing. Um, but I've, I've had to learn that as I get older, I guess, I learn perspective and mm-hmm. that success is different for me now than it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Success was having, 20 years ago, was having 100 people show up to worship on a Sunday morning, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, and it grew, and we've seen that happen, and it was amazing, and we've seen salvations, three thousand salvations over the years, and and but then then it, it starts becoming about what you're doing, about what your processes, and you know, and I think the churches, we love conferences, and those things are great. Mm-hmm. We love yeah. books, and those things are great. Y'all know I read books and listen to podcasts mm-hmm. all the time because mm-hmm. I'm a learner. But I think it also comes down to what is God doing. What is he doing? Right. I can learn everything I want about my craft and my whatever I'm doing, but God has to be in the center of it. It, it always comes. And Lacey is a great reminder to me Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know that it's always about that one person yeah. finding Christ. The processes, the social media, the music—it's everything is about that one. Right. You know, we 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 can't say, well, if we had fifty, we'd feel better. Yeah, we would. You know, we would love to see yeah. 50, but just that one life made such a difference just to me. And and I feel like I've seen that all my life. I've seen that happen, but it's almost like God always has to remind you, Chase, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, but this is why I'm, mm-hmm. this is why marathon exists. This mm-hmm. is why you as believers exist is so people can find the love of Jesus Christ. It right. all boils down to that. Uh, my success is because of that. You know, I, I guess I'm making sense. Yeah, no, and yeah, I, yeah. for sure. We and the student department, or next gen, I should say, all the mm-hmm. way through, I mean, we have a saying that we got at a conference one time, but it was do for a few. And that this year has been so convicting with that is going, yeah. are you going to do for a few that you would for many? And because in that in the few is where you really can see some longevity mm-hmm. with kingdom minded work and success. Mm-hmm. And with Lacey's story, that one person, you know, yes, she I need to know who Jesus is, how do I get saved, you know, what's my next step? Baptism. She gets baptized third no, twenty minutes later, I'm praying with another girl to receive Christ. Yeah. 
all because Lacey, because we did, right. we did what we would for many for for that one. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's not we don't save anyone; it's the Holy Spirit. And so I think you're right, Brian. What is God doing in this? Mm-hmm. And I think our prayer needs to be, Lord, may we be a part of what you're already doing. Yeah, we're learning this in life group. We're doing a study called Love Like Jesus, and I. You know how you do a study and you forget about it the next day. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, and we're talking about being mindful. He talks about being mindful and and what happens, our agenda gets in the way of what God's doing. Like the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. You know, great example of like the religious, seeing the guy on the road, I ain't got time, I got to go teach my Bible study. Somebody else can tend to him. Well, I've been, that kind of kept coming back to me. You know, because I'm so busy all the time. We're constantly doing something. And, and it's like God just – Sunday, this is really interesting Sunday. I went out to the cafe mm-hmm. and watching you on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a uh, – um, I think it's Mike's daughter. Mm-hmm. She's special needs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. about? Well, I was kind of like watching you, and, and she was – I was getting coffee, and she come over and said, can I have some coffee? And, and I <laughs> caught myself going – I don't have time right now. All, uh, all, I didn't say it, but I thought it. I said, why, yeah. why are you bothering me? I'm like, wow. Did mm-hmm. I just really think that? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like God said, do you see what I'm talking about? You don't see the people in front of you. Mm. You're so focused on your agenda. And I said, so I stopped, made her coffee, and sat down with her. Mm-hmm. And God said, now you get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I just got slammed. I just got slammed yeah. right there because <laughs> I was more – I mean, I wanted to listen to you, mm-hmm. but God had a different idea. Right. right. And she hugged me. Mm-hmm. And it really, really – and I've seen her for years, you know, and it's like that one moment God has said, you have to understand that I'm doing these things. Right. Okay. It, I don't – I'm not up there on the stage. Yeah. I'm out here. Mm-hmm. And that, it was a really powerful moment for me. I didn't get to share y'all – no. earlier today but it was that you know again success can put you there and it can take you that agenda can get you away from what god is really doing that's what i got from it sure. at least yeah and in, in your role it, you're kind of the you know the thirty thousand foot guy around here you know the big picture guy and on sundays we're, we're like on doing our thing yeah. and and it's hard sometimes to see that individual because yeah, I'd been going around. I went to you, the kids' you're, department. You're making the rounds, if you will. And right. I'm kind of like, how are things going? And and it's like God's like, <laughs> just stop for a minute. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a great story. I think I yeah. appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. powerful for me. And I, and I, but you have to you constantly re, be reminded. It's an everyday thing. Well, no. And, and how many moments do we miss because? We're running right by, right by the guy laying on the street. I have another story. I won't tell it, but, you know. You know, one of the things that hit me about Lacey's story, too, it, is that the Holy Spirit did a big part of the work before we oh, got yeah. in touch. We didn't yeah. do all the sowing there. No. We got to do some of the, the harvesting there, mm-hmm. you know. That's and, what blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, it, from the yeah. very beginning, like – like it literally was just like she this is not exactly how it happened but it was in in my head and the way that it all it happened so fast that it was like 
hi, I'm new, I'm Lacey, I would like to receive Jesus. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it was Yeah, that. you just don't see that every day, do you? No. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we haven't even had the message yet. And then it's like, well, that's prideful, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you think you're going to. That's but, good. Yeah. But normally <laughs> it's, that's how it works is you do the, yeah. you know. Yeah, but the, wait a minute, you got to listen to my message yeah, Wait, for you. Yeah, yeah, we haven't even set the tone for you, Lacey. Wait, <laughs> if you think that's awesome, wait till you, you know. No, but it, yeah, I'd, I think that the Lord was working on her. Long to, she um, for those that haven't heard the the whole story, she lost her brother the week before uh, she I, I met her due to cancer, and that was the whole thing was their their family didn't go to church, but her brother was the one that had went to church a few times, and apparently received Christ, and was telling Lacey over and over, you need to go to church and you need to get saved. And when he passed away, that's all she could hear. She that's all mm-hmm. she heard was his voice saying, "You need to get a ch- go to church, and you need to get saved." And she literally would answer back to him and say, "I don't know how to do that." And then um, at the time, one of our other students called her and or texted her and said, "Hey, you want to go to church with me tomorrow?" And it was like, "Uh, yeah," <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah. This is how you do it, and then that's how it all happened. One one led to another, and I don't know. That's awesome. And through, I would say, sorry, I'm, I'm talking a lot, but through their suffering of her brother's death, right, brought life, and I think that's something to take note of. For sure, yeah. The suffering thing again. Yeah, that's what know. I mean. Yeah. Um. You also quoted one of your friends, and I'll let you give us his name, but he he said, success is directly correlated to the voices I let speak into me. Yeah. Tell tell us about him and about what he meant by that. Yeah, Chris Cootie is his name. He was in a band called Chris and Conrad, and we were on tour together and um, just became friends. And I followed his journey. He actually became... um, uh, the main worship pastor at Life Church out in uh, is that Oklahoma? Is that mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, which is massive. That U version app. I mean, that's where yeah. it came from. And I remember looking at that, going, "Well, that's that's nice." You know what I mean? That's a nice gig. Yeah. You know, and that was you know back in the day. But uh, Chris said um, he made that statement on Thursday before I spoke, and um, he. He, I don't know if he's heard the, the message or not, but I just I saw it and I said that's exactly how I feel because there, some days the voices are so loud in my head that it, I just want to scream because I'm like I don't know what is clear, I don't know which one to listen to. I have no I I know that's not right, but you won't shut up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And when he said that, I went, man, I wish I could, I I wish I could hold on to that. And remember that. And it was just, if we allow certain voices to speak in, in, our, in our minds, then yeah, we will be whatever they say we are. And I think that's what really happened to me from a national recording artist is I let a lot of voices that were not healthy for me speak into my life. And then at a time when I needed other believers and like, my bandmates and I needed my label mates to rally around me and get me through a certain season of my life. There was judgment there 
there was pe- labels that or people. I know one guy who literally let me stay in his house and was like, "You never, if you ever need anything, just let me know." And in in this moment, I needed a friend. I needed care. He was the first one to peace out. And he really, yeah, he is a worship leader and a um, like an exec- executive guy in a church in Tennessee. Wow! And that's those voices. I hear his voice. He sure. I, I don't know if he still feels that way or whatever, but I hear his voice saying, "You don't deserve what you have. You're a fake." And so I hear that voice on a daily basis, and I hear another guy who is no longer in a in a um, a president of a label. He's he's actually works for a school or something now, but he, I hear his voice condemning me. And like just, and I'm going. This is the Christian industry. Like you yeah. would think that they would be so surrounding you. And I allowed those voices to speak into my life and tell me that I was a sinner. Which I know everyone is a sinner, but I'm a sinner so bad that you can't ever have redemption. And it was just like, wait a minute, what? What are we talking? Are we talking about the same thing? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, hold on a second. And and it was one of those deals where, um, I I just again the voices and when he did the Instagram post, like I paused and I just couldn't stop looking at it because that's exactly how I felt was, I allowed so many voices to speak so loud in my life, that it it determined not where I went, but how I responded to where I was. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I hate. Is when I when I said I hate this topic and stuff, it's not that I hate success because I'm grateful that I can even stand sit here today and say this is what God allowed me to do. I I, I love that. But I hate how I've responded to certain situations based off of other people's voices about my success and who I am my you know pride identity whatever it is i i've responded poorly because of that and that's when i i said the verse about guard your heart that's the only thing i know to do is to wake up and pray that over not just my life but all of our lives is saying guard your heart put on the code of righteousness and remember that you are a child of god you do come from royalty you are not perfect by no means but God sees you way different than everyone else sees you in the world. And he sees you as someone who, who is a number one every single day. And he sees the next person the same way. Like there isn't either, okay, Brian, you're number one, and, and Chase, you're number two. No, we all are number ones in this context right. in God's eyes. And we have mm-hmm. to start responding to people that way because some people will respond to certain you know, criticisms and things like that out of anger and things like that because they're responding because they think that you think less of them. Mm -hmm. They think that you, you know, your standards are too low and theirs is way up and they're responding because they're either jealous or they're trying to reach something. And and, and I'm trying to get everyone on the same playing field saying, no, (laughs) we all are, are equal as far as in God's eyes who we are. And he's made us uniquely different to do different things, and there's different gifts, and 
-hmm. there's different talents and things like we all can be successful in our own you know way uh he talks about how we are the you know the hand and the foot of the body of christ every one of those has to be successful in order to be a complete body correct Right. right so if if one's not working the other one should lift the other one up Mm-hmm. And until it can be successful again, and I think that's where we are right now. Is there's so many people that are not, you know, they're they're looking at, well, I'm I'm in a different tier than you, yeah. you know. And I think there's competitiveness and there's comparison and there's, oh man, I could go on and on. But you know, that's that's why we spend a good bit of time in Life Track talking about that. And, and Kelly alluded to what I said that, you know, you're not one in a million, you're one in seven billion. Mm-hmm. And we, we tell them in Lifetrack, nobody has your personality, your spiritual gifts, and your circle of influence. Mm-hmm. You are completely unique. And, and it's hard to get through to people that. And one of the things, one of the ways I illustrate that is I talk about how important they are to ministry. Um, the, the people at the front door and this isn't to demean any of us, but the people at the front door are just as important the people as the people on stage. Oh yeah, because Absolutely. people decide the first eight minutes if they're going to come back, and that's <laughs> yeah. a lot a long time before 100%. anything happens on stage. Yeah. yeah, and so we do. It's not just for us, but success for our people, if I can use that term, yeah. is them discovering their uniqueness, mm-hmm. and then sowing seeds in it. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that's a a big part of the church that's why i love life track because i think it helps people find what success is for them mm-hmm. where god's designed right. them you know where they can not be like somebody else mm-hmm. you know be what they're created to be exactly and when you find that it's, it's really uh, liberating to know what you were designed to be for sure you know well if success is for the benefit of others don't you want to know how to do what only you can do the best so that others yeah. can be yeah. the best. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think that's huge for Life Track, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's good. Mm. I'm, Chase, glad it was, shared, I'm glad you shared your story, by the way. It was, it was really <laughs> yeah, good, Chase. You. It really yeah, it was it really was good. Awesome. Uh, any final thoughts about success before uh, we get on out of here? Well, I'll say the last four things, or the four yeah. Honor God with your success, because I think that's a huge one, whatever that looks like, big or small. Keep sowing no matter what it looks like. Listen for his voice, which means you're going to have to get close to him in order to hear his still small voice. And success is not your identity. And the world is going to try to make you think and compare Mm -hmm. to different people. Mm -hmm. But even, uh, like I said Sunday, even Jesus didn't meet the standards of the world. (laughs) That's right. And so what makes us think that we can do the same? So stop stop trying to compare yourselves to everybody's half-truth and from the social media side. And just be honor God with whatever success he gives you. I think that would be my final. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Hoorah. Brian, Kelly, anything else? I think you guys have said it all. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's good. It's <laughs> awesome. good day. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us today. As always, uh, I encourage you to get our app. It's the best way to keep up with everything marathon. It's the best way to share content with your friends. And uh, please, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, like, subscribe, leave us a comment, and you can email us at info at marathonchurch.org. You guys have a great day.